Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. As president, I will be creating a truth and reconciliation commission to shed sunlight on every dark and rotten corner of Washington, D.C., starting with Biden. It was a big weekend, big day for that guy. President Trump is on the stand today. More on that in a minute. But that was in Kissimmee over the weekend at the Florida Freedom Summit. They had a lot of keynote speakers. He was one of them. You know what amazes me again about this man is he's like the Energizer Bunny. He never stops. Leaves New York on Friday. Goes campaigning, stops in at Mar-a-Lago, then goes up to Orlando. Granted, he's got his own private plane. I, regardless, you, you still have to be tired. And now he's back in New York because he's on the stand this morning. Yep. And, of course, we won't hear any of the testimony. But, uh, but we'll get an awesome courtroom <laughs> uh, interpretation painting. <laughs> It's the same chick that, that drew Tom Brady. I'll never forget that picture. Is there only Either. one of those artists, too, by the way? <laughs> no. Who are they? I think there's a couple of them. I don't I don't know who they are and how they get the job, but uh, good for them. But that one that painted Tom Brady was the infamous one. That was classic. But he's also, you know, swamp-wise, political-wise, he's very happy about this, and he's been retruthing them on his Truth Social Network. Even the New York Times-Siena poll has him ahead in five of six swing states directly Head-to-head against Biden. Okay, can you, do you believe any of these polls for Biden? Who vote? who wants to vote for this man? I have yet to meet anybody, even a Democrat, who wants him back in office. I see this stuff and I think it's not going to be him. There's more and more calls now. There's got to be something. Including former or current Obama advisors telling Joe, you can't do this. You've got to get out. You're going to lose. So the New York Times poll is Trump ahead of Biden in Nevada, Georgia, Arizona, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. Jeez. And they're starting to look consistent, too, because they have all kinds of different polls where they have them ahead, and it's about the same numbers. Interactive polls is the same thing. Trump at 52% over 41% on average every single state. You can't, you can't deny that. I know. And no, And no one on the Republican side is even close to him. Right. What do they say? DeSantis is second or Nikki Haley is second in there. They got like 6%. He's got, you know, 63%. But I, I, I just don't believe these polls when they say Biden's that close to him among voters. Who would vote for this man a second time? Please explain that Oh, to there's me. plenty. That, that's, that baffles me. Just look at what he's messed up. Everything. Everywhere you look, it's messed up. They don't blame the economy on Biden? No. No, that's no. not his fault. They I'm don't, sure he inherited that. The, the, the immigration situation, <laughs> that, that's not Biden's no. fault? No. no. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Just, okay. Just <laughs> thought I'd throw that out there. Just asking. It's scary is what it is. Uh, Trump trial, yeah, the civil trial today. He'll be on the stand. Not going to hear anything from that, like you said, but I'm sure he'll do an echoey courtroom uh, lobby press conference before and after. I, I wish they'd stop him somewhere else. He's yeah. like in that rotunda and it's like just vibrates. By the way, I saw that Ivanka originally tried to get out of it but they, they wouldn't let her out of it and she's going to testify on Wednesday. Is that true? Or did she get out? Do you I know? think she's, Trump said he's, she's, they dropped her from okay. it. Okay. Because his, both of his sons, te- how do you testify against your own father? Mm. You know, they, they talked about the company. I, this, this judge, 
that Enguerrand guy, he doesn't like Trump. No, so not at it's, all. Uh, you figure how is he kind of, you know, is he going to get hit with this $250 million fine? It's absurd. Letitia James, go home. At a massive anti Israel protest rally in Washington, D.C., right outside the White House over the weekend. Did you see that? It was massive. Yeah, they're all upset that the, the Biden administration took Israel's side. Yeah. How dare they? Yeah. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Uh, it's, and, and they do nothing about it. They pawn this office free speech. Thousands of people marched from Freedom Plaza in support of the Palestinians, calling for a ceasefire of, uh, of Israeli airstrikes in the Gaza Strip. Ended with a rally outside the White House. Some people tried to climb the fence. They painted the fence, actually. Ah. How did they get that close to the fence? Where, where's the, the Secret Service people? Aren't they, like, all over the place? Don't I guess, they I guess you, you can go to the fence, and that's about it. I don't know. Okay, so they painted the fence. They, they try to climb the fence. That didn't get too far. Didn't they put up a new fence that's a lot higher, too, right? I thought so. It's like seven feet or something. So. Sure. Yeah, uh, they, they don't get over the fence, but they try. Uh, but uh, where, And where was Biden? Hiding in the basement? He Got didn't me. come up. Oh, he's probably in Delaware. He probably wasn't even there. I would assume. He's never at the White House. He's never there. He's always gone on weekends, so I can't imagine he was there. Interesting. Uh, but uh, that's, that's what uh, this world has come to. You know, you look at all the, the colleges that still have these protests going on, all these big cities. I think the only reason there wasn't a big one in New York City this weekend was because of the marathon. Yeah, they were, the, you know, they had most of the streets shut down for that, and, and they had no place to go protest and walk down the street because the road was blocked off. I don't know. That's, you tell me. Am I crazy? Or do you think this world is falling? You look at this situation where you have people saying that Israel should just be bombed off the face of the earth and these people are horrific. And then you look at people who support Hamas and you're like, what are you thinking? What, who brainwashed these kids? TikTok, probably. It's, it's just... It's it, amazing that we've seen that. And it makes me wonder. And God forbid, and I hope we don't, and I hope they're on to this and... Uh, there's not any kind of internal domestic attack in the future here, but I, you look at the amount of people that would be fully in support of it. Look at look at these protest rallies they've had. Okay. Look, at, look at Washington D.C. You're from right. This past weekend. Oh, well, look at what happened in New York or Chicago or anywhere else for that matter. I'm surprised Seattle hasn't been burned down yet because usually they're one of the first cities or Portland Oof. that they get crazy in. But that hasn't happened in one of those cities, which is interesting. But you know, but I I don't get how they pawn this off as freedom of speech. It's it's. You, you just want to kill the Jews. Stop it, people. Stop hating other people. Just end it. It would be nice. By the way, you and your time change. Did you see how many people dislike time changes, by the way? Yeah, of any change, I know. 70% of Americans don't like the time change. Wow, I'm Specifically with you. fallen back that it screwed up their lives. I, you like it. I, it, it's, it has totally like screwed up. I like getting the me hour up. back. It's fine. I was, I just, the point of it being, and the point of the survey was people don't want to change at all anymore. Just pick one. Well, and then they couldn't figure out which one they wanted to pick, but I, I'm with you. Just pick one. I, I like the old style where you have daylight savings time, so it's, it's, you know, it's lighter later instead of lighter earlier. Okay, but old style is not the natural style. That was a thing to change the natural course of, like, the Earth. Oh, I, I, I understand that. That's not the natural you know? way to do things. Well, I'm just saying most people want that side than the other way because they like it being lighter later at night. I don't care I what it is. Just pick one. Well, the problem is you can't get people to decide on what they want to do. And half the country wants to keep it this way and the other half doesn't. Look at the panhandle, won't even agree with the rest of the state about changing it. That's where Rubio ran into problems. I know. It's like, come on. Give him credit, too. Early on, 
He's Lagoon's been on right it. about this. Yeah, he's been on this for a long ever since he took office. So good for him. Maybe he'll yeah. win this year. Be nice. He never gets past Congress. Uh, there was an incredible athletic event over the weekend in America. It was the New York City Marathon. Some stories from that. The winner. It was like I, I can't imagine anybody running that fast. But they had the oldest guy to run. It was an incredible story too. Oh, I missed that one. Oh, there's a lot of incredible stories from that. We got that. Some headlines coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Speaking to people out here, the main point they're making is that this war really transcends politics. It goes beyond disagreements and differences of religion, of land, that this call for a ceasefire is about basic humanitarian rights. Oh, boy. Okay, that that protest anti-Israel, which is what it is, rally that happened in Washington, D.C., outside the White House this weekend. The organizers, which I don't completely believe, they said as many as 30,000 people from across the country showed up. I don't think it was that big, but it was in the tens it, of thousands. It was big. Yeah, there were a lot of people there. It was. It's kind of horrifying that that many people hate the Jewish people. And I'm they like, do. I, they can't even hide it anymore. That's what this is. It is. It's, it's a hate Jew rally, let's be honest. I, and, and I sit there and think... What is wrong with this nation? What what happened to love thy neighbor? What happened to uh, accept everybody? Well, I would understand it if it was a true call for peace. I just don't believe that it is. I think some people are, and the, you know they're, they're just kind of gullible, and they think you know, yeah, we want to cease fire. No, this is when I hear ra- these chants like from the river to the sea. That's a call to wipe out Israel. I, it, it's ridiculous. It's it's sad is what it is, and it's horrifying at the same time. Uh, but don't worry, Bill, because uh, Secretary of State Antony Blinken actually is on his way home yep. now. But Coming home. Uh, he went to Israel. He went to Yemen. He went to Iran. He went to Iraq, not Iran. Uh, he went to Turkey. Uh, he's going to stop a – because they're worried about a total Middle Eastern war, which is about to break out. Uh, Israel still has Gaza City uh, surrounded. They haven't made any more movement into Gaza City because they're given Hamas time to release hostages. And Netanyahu's like, ah, there's no humanitarian pause. There's no pause. There's no ceasefire. Until we get our hostages back, we're going to continue to blow you up. So get rid of, you know, release the hostages, Hamas, and maybe Israel will start, stop pounding on you. We killed over a thousand people. Now we want a ceasefire. Now we want to cease fire. Yeah, give, give, us some time, give us some time to reorganize. Everyone forgets about that. Just go watch uh-huh. that musical festival yeah. video. That'll change your mind about horrifying. how Hamas is. Just, just so you know. Absolutely horrifying. And by the way, these people tearing down posters of missing, including missing Americans over there, I, I've had it with them. Had what, it with them. What, Keep do, exposing them. Are these people ever arrested for that? I mean, is there no, any? Several have been outed and lost jobs, though, so oh, that's good. good. Good, good, good. They should lose their. They should lose a lot more. But that's besides the point. Man, I said, what? What kind of hate do you have in your heart to tear down a poster of a missing person? Ah, it's craziness, is what it is. That's, that's a lot of hate. There's no doubt about it. A lot uh, of hate. Politics-wise, Trump's in uh, the courtroom today in New York City. He'll have all kinds of things to say about that thing. He won, though. Did you see this? He won a temporary restraining order against the gag order against him. If that makes any sense. Oh, okay. So he, can he now talk about everybody in the courtroom? Right, for now. <laughs> okay. So get it all out now. Get it now before you take the stand. That's right. Because the, I'm sure this judge is going to expand it after that. <laughs> there, um, there there's some okay. good things going on throughout the country uh, this weekend, including the New York City Marathon. That's a big one. That's historic. They had some, some runners. Listen to this. The oldest runner in the marathon okay. was an 87-year-old guy. Come on. His name is Daniil Farkash, happens to be from Ukraine, 87, and he finished it. He, oh he's run it every year since 2009. 
He Thanks. finished the the twenty six mile race twenty six point one in nine hours and forty six minutes. Imagine uh, running for anything for no. almost ten hours. Did, did he did, did he walk a little bit? Maybe I don't know. Maybe I guess he so. kind of just trotted and then he walked. And at eighty seven years old, eighty seven. Uh, this is it, it. Was like every record was broken. The guy that won it. Was this Ethiopian? I can't pronounce his name, so I apologize. He finished in two hours, four minutes, and 58 seconds. <laughs> it was eight seconds faster than the previous record holder. I couldn't drive it that fast. <laughs> Come on. It's like crazy. And the w- women's female uh, wheelchair mm-hmm. uh, winner, I, I think she she broke like the world record like, it, like in half. She finished like an hour before the last one. It, it was crazy. There were so many different records broken at this particular New York City Marathon. It was it was unheard of. That old man. I, it just uh, a, a friend of mine. All of her nephews ran in this race. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, the, that's a bunch cool. of them went up. So I have to ask Olivia how they did. Eighty-seven years old. That just blew me away. I have a hard time walking through the mall. Oh, I hear you. I know. <laughs> this guy's running a marathon. I think at some people are just built for it. I think they have just larger, like cardiovascular systems or something. Their hearts are bigger. I don't yeah, know. it's it's like I watch the, the guys on bike. You know, I got these bicycling bicycling teams all mm-hmm. around my house, and they they race like early Sunday morning and Saturday morning. Literally, I mean, sometimes I pass them. I think I'm barely passing them. They're going so fast. Right. But there's like twenty, thirty of them, and there are a lot of old guys in there. Oh my goodness! I, I give you credit. Let me tell you. So somebody to run a marathon at, at eighty-seven, incredible. That, that it's incredible. Some of the best of humanity, Good and here's some of the worst. Oh no! Here's another floor dope. We had the guy that was involved in the Houston high-speed semi trace right. uh, uh, race. This is a different one. This one's in Miami. Oh, a little closer to home. Guy there who's nineteen. Oh dear. Uh, carjacked a Lyft driver. Very scary. Here's how they caught him so fast. He booked the ride under his own name. Oh, he's an idiot. <laughs> Come on. So you book the ride, they show up, and then you carjack him? Yeah. <laughs> so it's more than that, though. They, the hero lift ride. So he carjacks the lift driver in Miami. It was last month. We're getting the story now. Drove off in her Toyota Corolla. She says she started punching her. He started punching her from oh. the back seat until she got out. Thankfully, she's going to be okay. But what a this cretin. guy ordered the lift under his own name, under his own phone. Good. So the cops could find him almost in real time when oh, it happened. Wonderful. I hope they throw the book at him. <laughs> he beat this girl from behind. What book, a jerk. Booked it right in the app. He's an idiot. Thank God criminals are stupid. That's all I can say. He uh, denied everything, claimed he hadn't even taken a lift that day. Oh, and the okay. cops said, well, it says right here in the lift app that you're, <laughs> you were there. You were in this car, so you're an idiot. <laughs> and you're going to jail. Carjacking and robbery charges. Good. Oh, and by the way, a community center uh, security cam also got him on video. <laughs> oh, but I, I, wasn't, I wasn't there. So sorry. I was not there. What an idiot. Uh, you what always it? say, thank God the criminals are stupid. They, thank God they are stupid. In this case, that's super stupid because, you know, they could. And didn't she have a tracker on her car, too? It was something like they had a tracker on it. So they found the car, like, right away. Something like, like and you could, you, But you can track a phone, too. So It's like Wasn't stupid. tough for them. Good. I hope they throw the book at him, especially since he hit her. Yep. Jerk. First rapid fire news update of the um, week is coming up in just a couple of minutes. We'll go around the room with some headlines just after bottom of the hour. Uh, Stick around for that. The South Florida Morning Show.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 WFTL. Rapid Fire time. A lot to catch up on from the weekend. Jen's got the first one. Well, let's go hang out at uh, that Indian River plantation there, Indian Creek, because now you're going to have Jeff Bezos to kick around. He's leaving Seattle, where he's been for more than 30 years, where he founded Amazon in a garage. Now he's moving to Miami to be closer to... He says his parents, but I think it's because Lauren Sanchez lives there, his partner. Uh, He stepped down as CEO of Amazon, which is still based in Seattle, but he wants to be closer to his Blue Origin rocket company, of course, at the Cape. Where is he going to live? He owns two homes in Billionaire Bunker. One was $79 million, the other $68 million. So whichever one he decides to live at in Indian Creek, he'll be hanging out there. Where's coming home? He's where he's from. I'm surprised it took so long that he's moving back to Miami. Yeah, took him a while. So uh, maybe he'll be next door to Tom Brady. Maybe Tom Brady's home is in between his two properties. I don't know. I, f- I feel like South Florida has now just collected all of like the billionaires and yep. rich people in the world. I think the only one they're miss- missing now is, is Elon, pretty much. Yeah, and he's here most of the time anyway because of SpaceX. Yeah, true. <laughs> he's well, uh, he's one of the most successful Florida residents of all time. Wouldn't we have to say? Yeah, true. Yeah, that's true. I'm trying to think of other ones. I mean, he Jimmy moved Buffett. The only whole, yeah. Jimmy Buffett's the only well, one. He's yeah, not but he's even another from one here. that moved here. Yeah, he's from what? New Orleans? I think so. Louisiana? Was that it? Yeah, he was some somewhere else, but yeah. He, uh, Bezos moved to Seattle for the tech industry. We get that. You uh-huh. know, he was near Microsoft. A bunch of tech things moved there and then couldn't take the taxes. It was some ridiculous amount of money that the state of Washington is going to lose with him. Like oh. a personal income taxes with him leaving. With him I don't leaving. remember what the night that what it is, but taxes it's are insane. Wow. Well, he's here now. All right, welcome, welcome Jeff. Yeah. Come visit anytime. Yeah. Sure. How about that? <laughs> All right, we've got uh, entertainment news to talk about before we get into the, because there's so much serious world news. Five Nights at Freddy's has become a shockingly profitable movie for Hollywood, apparently. How about that? Based off a video game, didn't cost a lot to make, and it's number one at the box office again. This is that three weeks in a row? Three weeks in a row. Goodness. Took in almost $19.5 million in its second week in theaters. That's all profit. Yeah, because it costs like what? We, we had this conversation. Like $10 million to make, if that, $5 million to make. I mean, it was nothing. A, it was a cheap film to make. So apparently, Coley was telling, my daughter was telling me the story behind this thing. It became the video game, but it got really popular when some web streamers, YouTube stars, OGs, you know, back from 10 years ago, oh, yeah. started to stream <laughs> this game online. That's how the game, video games got so popular. Apparently, all the dorks 
lost their minds in this movie, and they put those original streamers in roles uh, in the movie. So, oh, that's cool. So okay. At least they did it for the fans. That's cool. Yeah. 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 And what came in second? What that- did come in second? Oh, Taylor Swift? Taylor Swift. Still? Yeah. Yeah. Holy and when, Bill, where did your movie come in? How much did it make? Don't ever, ever <laughs> call this my movie. <laughs> ever. <laughs> Priscilla man. I got dragged to this Priscilla movie. You heard my tone on it on Friday. I wasn't excited to go. I didn't even realize the movie was out there. We get to the theater in Wellington, and they even changed our movie theater location. They put it in the smallest room I've ever seen a showing oh, no. in my life. This was the second worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Oh, it was a complete sad. waste of my. How much did it bring in? Like five million. Five million. That's Oof. like that's a massive loss for any movie. Yeah, it's really bad. This Priscilla movie was so bad. Oh, I feel like it's like we should put out a PSA. I should recommend no one sees this to waste your money. Well, That's it good. could be why it only made. I got a feeling the word of mouth is already out. <laughs> made five million dollars. Well, something's Lord. something's up when you get to the theater and they've already moved it. Right. They, they told us we got up there with the electronic tickets and they said there's been a change. <laughs> We're moving you to the broom. We're closet. moving you to the small room. <laughs> That's never good. It was like a bunch of disjointed little stories. And then they jump oh. way ahead in Vegas. He leaves. Roll credits. Done. It was, that was so it. bad. It was like it wasn't even worthy of like a lifetime movie. Wow. Do not go see that movie. Makes you wonder how it just gets to be that bad. I don't know. Because they're banking on Sofia Coppola. It's the name. I don't know. She can't direct. Sorry. And I guess she did the screenplay too or with somebody else. It was terrible. That's rough. Oh. Sad. All right. We won't go see it. Still recovering from it. And Bill tells me I'm going to love it. Oh, you're going to love it. (laughs) Did your wife like it? Yeah, she thought it was all right. Okay, see. Because it was it's like a, a Lifetime movie. It's a chick You're going to love it. Okay. Well, when it shows up in Hallmark, I'll let you know. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a while. I guess I guess not, you're not the only one recovering today, Bill, for a different reason. Mark Zuckerberg is recovering as well. Did you guys see this? I, oh, yeah. yeah. You know what? And I said now there's definitely a reason for them not to have their cage fight. Yeah, the whole Mark Zuckerberg-Elon <laughs> Musk fight, I guess that you know fell off, uh, fell off the cliff. That's not happening anytime soon. But he was training for an actual MMA fight. And now he's going to have to put that on hold because he tore his ACL. Oh, he's out for a while, too. Yeah. Plus, he's not that young. It's going to take him a while to recover from this because he's not an athlete. Let's be honest. I mean, granted, give him credit for being in the training, but. He was drug posting on Facebook. Did you see that? He was all drugged up because he he doesn't post on his own platform too much, but he did. That's funny. That's hilarious. So he's going to be recovering. Got his surgery and everything, and I guess he says he still plans to train for the fight once he's all recovered. All right. See, Elon should come out today and put it on X boy. Some people will will do anything to get out of a fight with me. (laughs) He really should. We've, yeah, I missed that feud. We've all watched the show Fraser Crane, have we not? Sure. Nearly yeah, 40 yeah. years. Started as a character on uh, Cheers. Only meant to last a couple episodes. Yep. And then Kelsey Grammer's character became so popular they decided to give him his own show. Do you know that Kelsey Grammer was never the first choice to play Fraser Crane? Really? The entire show was written for one person. And he turned it down because he wasn't interested. Charles but, Bronson. I knew it. John Lithgow. <laughs> That was oh. that's exactly who they wrote it for. He was that? like, yeah. nah, don't want to do it. So they had to go to Kelsey Grammer. I could totally see it. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. It worked out. Totally though. see yeah, it. Huh? But it worked out well for now it's back. And then John Lithgow ended up on third you know, third rock from the sun, sun which yeah. right. well. Hey, I watched the new Frasier. It was uh I can never remember the network. Peacock, maybe? It should be on Peacock, I would think. Yeah. Is that what it's on? I think so. It's good. Yeah. It like feels like an old Frasier. Nice. 
kind of thing. The way they wrote it, the way it looks, it's really good. He's back in Boston, right? Yeah, he's back in Boston. <laughs> He'll make references to it. He goes, I used to hang out at a bar in this town quite some time ago. Oh, yeah, but he never <laughs> says the name of the bar. No. Huh? Okay. That's funny. It's really good. And it's the whole time since Frasier, if you were a fan of that show, where it was, you know, I'm listening to Seattle. He did the radio show. He's become a massive, massive TV star. He's like, uh, he's like Dr. Phil. Oh, okay. And he becomes huge, but after like 11, 12 years, he's finally done with it. He was going to retire, but he winds up in Boston again. But he winds up in the fans all the time. He goes, you're a craniac? (laughs) (laughs) I guess it was like really cheesy. That's good. All right, back to the news for a quick sec. Uh, Secretary of State Antony Blinken Mm. is on his way home from his Mideast trip. Thank God. 2.0. He left Turkey early this morning. I would expect a lot more money to go to Gaza in the form of quote-unquote humanitarian aid. Because when he Mm. was leaving, he stressed the importance of sending money to Gaza. Okay, that's fine. But just make sure the Palestinians actually get it and Hamas doesn't intercept it like they usually do. It's impossible. There's there's no way they won't get it. That's that's the uh, the pitfall of it, unfortunately. So he's coming home with a message for America. You better support Gaza. Oh, wow. Okay, that's new. That's what's coming. Hmm, great. see how that goes. I'll finish off with this real quick, guys. A feel-good story. How about Mr. Beast? We all know him, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Massively. YouTube guy. Yeah, yeah, famous, popular YouTubers, tons of money. Yeah, gives things to charity all the time, right? He does. Just hands out cash. And he did that in Africa. He built 100 wells in Africa, or had them built anyway, to provide locals with clean drinking water. Come on. Yeah, he's like doing videos on it and stuff. Oh, wow, that's pretty cool. Good for him. You know, at least some people don't like him for different reasons, whatever, but he does a lot of good. Like, he's helped blind people to see again. Like, they have these corrective surgeries with blind people who could see if they just could afford the surgery. And he paid for, like, a thousand people to have the surgery. Yep. It's, it's incredible. It's all the money from YouTube like and he puts guy. it towards it. He, I guess yeah. for Halloween, did you hear that? He was handing out iPhones. Oh, really? Oh, Hundreds of them. And getting kids iPhones. And there was some, he ran out and some girl showed up. He gave her a stack of $10,000. Oh, geez. Just gave this kid a cash a stack. (laughs) Stack of cash, I can say. Yeah, I guess so. Wow. Good for him. That's incredible. He does he does a lot of good at least. He's not yeah. just some, you know, jerk on YouTube or whatever. At least Absolutely. he does good with his money. Yeah, he's got how many millions of followers? Oh, it's like fifty million. Oh, it's insane. Insane. how did he yeah. start though? Because the start the big thing started off with he got so many clicks because he was giving out thousands of dollars. He must have just come from money. I think so. I don't know. I'd have to look into his background more, but yeah, he's probably the most popular of all time. Why probably. don't we invite him to the studio? Yeah, sure, really. let's go. <laughs> come on, Mr. Beast. Come on in. <laughs> All right, coming up next, we've got Flight 850. We'll catch up on a weekend's worth of crazy travel stories, including a lady that missed a flight, but no problem. She chased it down on the tarmac through a security door. How the heck did that happen? I've missed flights before, but I've never done that. (laughs) No. (laughs) Jay Ratliff from Flight 850 coming in next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Jen, lifetime, how many flights do you think you've missed? Me? Being late. In my lifetime? Cab was late. Something happened. Uh, maybe six, seven. I think I've missed like one. Have you ever been tempted to bolt through a security door, get on the tarmac and chase it down? Never in my life. These Not are, even a little plane. <laughs> these are different times. Some lady tried to do that for the story a lot more because getting a whole weekend worth of crazy airline stories. We got this guy coming in. Now boarding. It's Flight 850 with aviation expert Jay Radliff on News Talk 850. WFTL. Ladies and gentlemen, you are clear for takeoff. Jay, I'll say this. In a world where a lot of people don't have hustle, 
I, I will give her the credit for that, but but you can't do that. You can't chase down a plane. How did she get on the tarmac? Is what I want to know. Cincinnati Reds had had some hustle as much as this, but yeah, this happened in Australia. A woman arrived late for her flight. She saw the aircraft being pushed back from the gate. She goes down to the emergency exit, the one you have to hold the handle down for like 20 seconds. Yeah. The alarms go nuts, and then you have access. She bolts onto the ramp, runs after her airplane. Now, the pilots, seeing her, know first how stupid and how dangerous this is. They shut the engines down because she's walking around the belly of the aircraft. You get within 30 feet of those engines when they're running. You could end up getting killed. Get so they in. shut down the engines till the police arrive so that they could escort her out. It's like a dog chasing a car. What's the dog going to do if it ever catches the car? And what's the passenger going to do if they ever catch the airplane? There's no way to board it. They're not going to open it up and drop some imaginary ladder down for you to, to, to get up into the airplane. You're going to get arrested and taken away. No, they're going to bring the plane back. And then she's going to be able to get on, and then the plane will oh, take yeah, off. Oh, yeah, and everybody will love you on the airplane, Jen, after you delay the flight by doing something that ridiculous. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I mean, what are the odds that could happen here, like in, at an American airport? Probably the last 20 times that I've talked about this type of event, it's always happened at an international destination. And I'm trying to think. You're testing my 60-year-old memory here, Jim, but I think I, I cannot recall it happening here mainly because we are trained in the United States that when you see somebody that is not um, clearly badged, as we need to, you immediately call, and if necessary, you know, you can prevent them from getting in danger by restraining them if you have to. Now, most agents won't do that, but if somebody's entering into a very busy, dangerous tarmac situation, you've got to keep them from hurting themselves. But I can't recall the last time we've had one here in the United States. Internationally, I mean, it's a internationally it's an Olympic sport. It happens like every three <laughs> weeks. But here in the United States, I, I can't recall the last. And if there is one, I, I apologize if my memory fails. But yeah, nothing jumps out. Hmm. Well, that's nice to know. At least we're not as crazy as the Australians. No, no, that's, but we that's... do have we do have issues here where people do try to jump the fence at night wow. and still way on board an aircraft here in the United States, which is again not not a good idea because. Most of those people die when they try to hide in the wheel well. That's, that we uh, have had happen here, sadly. Don't they get States. crushed by the wheels when the wheels come up? Okay, don't um, don't answer there, that there's, question. There's there's room <laughs> up there where you can um, uh, remain uncrushed, but you're going to die from a lack of oxygen because remember it's like 54 degrees below zero outside that aircraft, and you're in an unpressurized part of the airplane, and mm. um, yeah, it's. Yeah, it, it, there's just nothing good that can come from that. And that's one of the reasons I would love to see us, among many, uh, to increase the security on a lot of these airplanes that remain overnight at, you know, 400 and some uh, aircraft uh, airports around the country. Hmm. Jay, are we going to have a world someday where FedEx actually doesn't exist? Could that actually, do you foresee that happening? No. Well, I don't know. I should never say never because there have been so many game-changing uh, companies in our lifestyle, in right. our lifetime. And, you know, if everything starts to be delivered remotely by drones and other types of things, would that be a FedEx? Or, you know, are they going to go the way of Polaroid where, you know, nobody takes pictures with a camera hardly anymore. Yeah. They, they use their phone. But, look, FedEx has told their pilots, we have too many pilots. Now, all we've talked about for years is a shortage of pilots. Yeah, blah, that's, blah, blah. that's have, why it's so 50, surprising to hear. Well, and the second part of the surprise is they have 5,800. They have a surplus of 700. And Friday, FedEx told their pilots, eh, you might want to consider flying for somebody else. 
In fact, one of American Airlines' regional carriers has created a sign-on package for the FedEx captains. You can sign on with them, retain a good portion of your uh, seniority, along with a, hello, $250,000 sign-on bonus. Come on. I fly for FedEx. It's on on the Internet. It is true. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. It is true. Well, who's taking... Don't doubt me if I've read something on the Internet. Who's taking the... Who's, can I ask who's taking their place as far as moving the cargo? Is it Amazon? Well, I mean, no. I mean, if you've got a surplus of pilots and you trim the number, because right now they're going to have a hard time just getting them their minimum hours a month, um, you're not going to be really impacting FedEx too much if you have a few hundred pilots leave. They're still, like, in 700 over what they need. And they're, they're saying that the economy is slowing. And people look at Wall Street and think Wall Street says, hey, the economy is great. No, there's a disconnect many times between Wall Street and Main Street. The two are kind of on different trajectories for periods of time. But FedEx, Amazon, UPS, they're all seeing it. The the saddest part, again, is probably the fact that FedEx has been really the pilots digging in their heel on a new new contract. And I think they've kind of missed their window of opportunity to really emerge with a sweet deal because now it would be impossible to hammer out something that would be uh, comparable to what other pilots at other airlines and and uh, places have received over mm-hmm. the last year or two uh, because we simply don't have the same state of the economy that we've had when these other deals have been hammered out where pilots have been getting 30 and 40 percent uh, pay increases. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, very quickly because we're going to run out of time. Is it too late to book for Thanksgiving? No. No, just... Uh, the sweet deals are gone. Those were taken like December, January of last year, this year. But if you fly Thanksgiving morning and you come back Saturday morning, there's still some decent deals that are out there. Now, you're not going to spend what you did last year or the year before, so please don't compare. My gosh, it's a lot more expensive now. But those have always been the better time to fly for people that have waited this long to fly. Plus, airlines a few weeks out recognize we have some soft markets. So, Jen, the, the ideal thing is to check every morning the fare to see if it's still the same. Mm-hmm. And if you keep checking and it's 412, 412, 412, and one morning you see it's at 298, okay. grab it. Okay. Yeah, because there's only a few of those seats there. Doesn't matter where it's going. Is, you could go to Saskatoon, but book it. <laughs> I don't know who I'm eating with, but I'm going there. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> I like you guys. That's, Thanks, Jay. that's what we've learned today. Point number one. The second thing is don't jump onto a tarmac and try to track down your plane. Thank you, people. All right, pal. Hey, we'll talk to you in a week as we get closer and closer to the crazy holiday season. But in the meantime, Flight850Info, 850WFTL.com, and DayTradeFund.com to make some money with Jay. We'll talk to you in a week. Looking forward to it. All right, buddy. Thanks again. Hey, coming up next, you've heard uh, the commercials here on the air about something called WakaCon. Yes. That is a conference that's going to happen right here this coming weekend in West Palm Beach. For the walk away campaign, it's basically Democrats walking away from their own party. They have a whole ton of speakers, and the organizer of it, Brandon Strzok, is coming on the air with us next to talk about like it. That. That's awesome. And they're having it right here. It's coming up next. The East South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. You're doing that so much. Appreciate it. The East South Florida Morning Show. There's Jen. There's Dean. In from a beautiful weekend. Looks like the weather's going to stay for a while, too. Now, let's start talking about this coming weekend. You've heard the spots on the air. We've talked about it quite a bit. Right. Because of the speakers list and also who's putting it together. It's called Walkacon. Now, he's probably, I've followed Brandon Straka for quite some time on Twitter. He doesn't know that. Uh, he founded the walkaway, the walkaway <laughs> movement and campaign. Basically, if it was to sum it up, and you could do this a lot better than we can, Brandon. A lifelong Democrat 
that looked at what the Democrats have become, the lunacy, the left wing, not representing traditional, hardworking, blue dog Democrats that uh, we all grew up with, looked at that, walked away from it, you went on YouTube, became a social media star basically for that, and the flock followed you. Is that where we are on that? That's pretty accurate, I'd say for the most part. I There was a little more... I'd say direction from me uh, because I I, I kind of came into it with a plan because I understood think I understood the um, sort of the path that I, that led me to walk away. Like you said, you know, I was a lifelong liberal. I voted for Obama twice. Yep. I actually voted for Hillary in 2016, mm. and so when Trump got elected, I I had a breakdown. I mean, I was like crying, terrified, angry, you know, and. I felt that way for quite a while, but then I, I, I basically realized, like, this is going to be a very long four years if I don't sort of come to terms with what just happened here. Sure. So I went on a journey of research to try to understand how the media that I trusted got it so wrong um, and why anyone would vote for this man who was as terrible as CNN and MSNBC and everyone were constantly telling me that he was. And what ended up changing my mind was an interaction that I had with somebody, um, you know, we probably don't have enough time, but essentially this person gave me the space to realize that I was wrong because she she sent me a video debunking something that I tr that I believed about Trump that well, CNN had put in my head. Was what it was Charlottesville? That? No, I, I walked away before Charlottesville, okay. so I was able to see that in real time. No, it was the um, the the narrative about Trump mocking a disabled reporter. Right. Oh, that's right. 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 And he I actually was, did it to mock Cruz a lot. Ted Cruz a well, lot. Didn't he? That's the thing. So this person. So I went on social media after he got elected in January of 2017, and I, you know, I said something like, "I how I would never be able to understand how anyone could vote for a man who was capable of mocking a reporter's disability in sure. front of a cheering crowd." Sure. And and uh, this woman who I, I've known my whole life privately sent me a video entitled Debunking that Trump Mocked the Disabled Reporter, which was a compilation of footage showing that Donald Trump does this gesture you know, regularly when he's imitating anybody who's caught in a lie or doing something shady or dishonest that had nothing whatsoever to do with that yep. reporter's disability. And that's what sent me on this journey of trying to understand how often the media that I trusted had been dishonest with me. And obviously I realized that it's like all the time. Boy, yeah, start to dig <laughs> yeah, into yeah, that. Boy. You start to realize once and once you see it, we talk about this all the time. Jen brings it up all the time. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. And then you did, un you uncover more and more of what they've been, how they've been lying. And then you start to think, it's been going on for decades. And you know, and we always say if it weren't for Donald Trump, none of us would be the wiser. You know, we would all figure out that, well, you know what, they're whatever they say is gospel and we'd still be sheeple following them along. Right. Absolutely. But but that was it was that experience that showed me that, um, you know, for me, having that space to kind of come to terms with that experience on my own mm -hmm. and then to be able to, uh, ha you know, have have the grace to sort of make up my own mind. That to me, I thought, well, this is the formula, I think, to get other people to have that experience as well. Sure. Because obviously it doesn't really work to just kind of scream at people and say, uh, you know, you're an idiot, you're stupid, everything you believe is wrong. I know, we tried. It didn't <laughs> work. <laughs> we still do it, but it still doesn't work. <laughs> so I, I started a Facebook group in uh, 2018, and I called it the hashtag walkaway campaign when I put out my group or my video. And... Um, I uh, I encourage other people to think for themselves, make their own stories, you know, share testimonials if they were feeling the same way I was feeling and sort of give people that space to 
have an awakening. And I think that it really grabbed a hold with people. Sure did. It grabbed a hold with like millions of people. But did you lose any friends because of it? I lost like 90% of my friends. <laughs> did you really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah honestly. Uh, and that was even before I started Walk Away. Um, after I started Walk Away, then I probably lost the remaining 10% over the next couple of years. Because Man. that was, yeah, the majority of people walk, uh, left my life because um, I had changed my mind. But then there's this added thing when when you kind of become a traitor to their cause, sure. but then you become successful doing it, <clears throat> then, then they really get mad. And they so, really despise yeah. you. At this point, I pretty much lost you know, everyone from my past. There's very few people left. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. But that look at everyone. Look at everything you. you gain, though. I mean, yeah. people across the country, people you're meeting for the first time, people that will show up at WakaCon for this weekend here in West Palm, people that probably started to feel disenfranchised by the Democrats and like, man, somebody's finally exposing this. Yeah. You know, and it's it's only grown. It's not like you've lost a bunch of numbers from then. No, it's true. Um, no, th- I think the the rewards that I've reaped from having this experience have been invaluable, and mm. not just. I mean, it's it's not just like the th- like things or like material things I've gotten, but. Um, a sense of, I think, self-confidence and a sense of uh, or a lack of fear about the world around me because, you know, liberalism is is based entirely. It's a fear based system, you know, and everything is about being afraid of the boogeyman around the corner, the racist around the corner, the white supremacist around the corner, the homophobe around the corner. And I don't fear those things anymore because, you know, once you see it, you can't unsee it. And so, right. you know, now. Um, I don't. I, I actually I fear liberals. <laughs> you <should. laughs> yeah, especially when they're chasing me down the street or oh, you know throwing things in my face or you know. But other than that, uh, you know, I don't really live my life in fear anymore. Good. That's nice to hear. Right there, it's a positive. So this weekend, it does it start Friday. You're at uh, the Palm Beach Hilton. Is that where it's at? That's right, Palm Beach Hilton uh, Airport location and. Um, yeah, so it's a we're celebrating our fifth anniversary. Uh, oh. So uh, five years of walk away. Um, it's been uh, a really amazing journey, you know. And it started off as a social media testimonial campaign. By 2019, we became an organization that traveled the country doing uh, minority-focused town halls and mm-hmm. debates, college campus tours, things like that. And um, so we've done now over 100 events over five years, and we would have done more than that if I didn't spend some of that time in jail. Um, I wanted to ask you about <laughs> yeah, that. We we're we're out of time. <laughs> out of time? Well, yeah. No, we won't be out of time. You know what? Can we keep you an extra segment? Can you stay? Yeah. Because I want to ask of you about course. that. But I didn't know if we could ask you. Yeah. My team told me I was here for a half hour. So, oh, yeah. okay. That means 45 minutes <laughs> yeah. in our, our world. Our team told you on the phone. <laughs> right. right, right. <laughs> Oh, Sorry, awesome. if I had known, I would have talked faster. No, 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 Tons of time. I'm no, sorry. we'll take no. a break in the okay. meantime, but that's awesome. But again, before we even take that break, though, again, it's WakaCon from the WalkAway campaign. Brandon Straka, our guest right here at uh, Palm Beach Hilton, uh, the airport Hilton. Uh, you can get tickets online. Is there a dedicated website to it or just go through the social media? No, no, it's a walkawayanniversary.com. Mm-hmm. And if people use promo code America, we're going to give them 50% off our remaining tickets. Very nice. Goodness. Yeah. I yeah. want to have brunch with Nikki Lake. Uh, what, Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake. Lake. <laughs> Nikki Lake. Wrong person. Was, was that like Nikki Haley? Yeah, yeah Carrie Lake. Lake. I put <laughs> them together. Yeah. That'd be a good combination, actually, if you think about it. What a yeah. duo that would be. Wow. Scary. <laughs> All right. More with Brandon when we get back. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. The South Florida Morning Show. There's Jen. There's Diener. I'm Bill. And Brandon Straga from the Walkaway Campaign in studio in uh, town a little early because this weekend's event, well, there's going to be a lot 
of national press there too. That's the amazing thing because they got to do everything they possibly can to uh, derail it. They can try, but they're not going to. Well, look at it's the Waka list of people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. At the uh, Hilton Palm Beach Airport, you organized it. How long in the making was this thing? Um, well, actually, my team works pretty quickly, so we've really only been working on it for several months. Um, to, wow, that's could, incredible. That's yeah. a pretty good list of people you got coming for. Yeah, they must have been excited to come. Yeah, well, and let's tell people too because you yeah, know, so you know, celebrate. This is Friday night, this coming Friday, November tenth at the West Palm Beach uh, uh, Airport, Hilton. Yep. Um, we will have Laura Trump, Rudy Giuliani, uh, Carrie Lake. Matt and Mercedes Schlapp, Tudor Dixon, David Harris Jr., Katie Hopkins, G- uh, Dr. Gene Loudon, many others. Um, you got both of the Schlapps. The Schlapp. You got the Schlapp. Yeah. <laughs> you got the Schlapp combo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's it's cool. I kind of intentionally chose people that I've known or worked with throughout the years since I started Walk Away who remained supportive in good times and in bad because uh, yeah. um, you know I was arrested after January sixth and. Um, a lot of people, either out of fear or cowardice or skepticism or whatever, um, didn't really have my back. And mm. so I, I wanted to include people who did. And so that's who's going to be there. The loyalists. Yeah. Can, we, can we talk about your arrest? You can talk about anything you want. I've known bits and pieces of this, and I never got the full story. I knew it related to January 6th. You mm-hmm. were there at... Not in the Capitol, on the ground. Right. I was the one wearing the horns. And the, <laughs> and the, no, you weren't. <laughs> Wait a minute, you're a podium guy. No, you're let's right not start office. that. We should, that, was, that was just a joke. That was, was just a joke. a joke. So where were you that you were arrested? What did you do? So um, I was actually a scheduled speaker at a permitted event uh, that was to take place on Capitol grounds after President Trump spoke at the Ellipse. So I was on my way to my scheduled speaking engagement, which was the reason why I came to D.C., and as I was approaching the Capital from the east side, I started getting you know text messages and stuff saying uh, from friends who are at home watching on television saying we're hearing on the news that people are going inside the building. And when I started hearing that, I was like, well, that sounds interesting. So I started shooting a video and then I walked up to the Capitol from the east side. And you need to understand um, on the east side of the Capitol, obviously the opposite side of the west side. The west side is where people at one point were breaking windows and fighting with officers. And the Capitol is a huge building. Yeah. Right. You know, it's not like a little shed somewhere. I mean, to get from the west side to the east side, it probably would take 20 minutes or 30 minutes or something. So, I mean, it's an entirely different scenario. And um, so I walked up into a crowd of thousands of people who were very calm. Nobody was rioting. Nobody was doing anything. But there was when I got to the steps of the Capitol, there was one man who was shouting down, they've opened the doors. They're letting us in. We're going inside. We're going inside. And so I walked up to the top of the stairs. And when I got there, the two large Columbus doors on the east side of the Capitol were open. And some people were trying to push their way in. And the majority of people like me were shooting a video. And I shot a video for eight minutes. And um, and then a man came out of the Capitol and said, they've cleared Congress, move out. And I immediately turned around and I left. So I never entered the building. I definitely did not engage in any violence, vandalism, theft, or destruction. And I uploaded my video to Twitter. And based, I mean, literally, it was just sort of like, this is what I'm, you know, this is what's going on. And then um, two and a half weeks later, the FBI raided my house, uh, no. got me out of bed, put me in handcuffs, took me to jail. And... Um, told me I was facing multiple felonies for what I had done on January 6th. Because you shot a video. Yeah. They charged me with a felony, uh, essentially trespassing on grounds, a felony of occupying restricted grounds. And then they charged me with another felony that they called impeding 
uh, law enforcement or in the, uh, something in the line of duty. And their rationale was that I was a part of a crowd that was, you know, overwhelming law enforcement or, or something like that. And then a misdemeanor of disorderly conduct with an intent to disrupt a hearing before Congress. And then they also threatened to charge me with another felony of the uh, obstruction of an official proceeding that a lot of the J6ers are getting. You must have been, would you not petrified when they're yelling these charges at you and you're thinking, oh my goodness, I didn't do anything. You, it was a roller coaster of emotions because at first, you know, this is back before we realized how corrupt the system is. And so like there was kind of that moment where I was like, oh, I just need to explain this to them yeah. and, and everything will you be would fine. Think. Yeah. Uh, no, there was no explaining it. I mean, it, they chose me very carefully and specifically. And so uh, long story short, I I, seeing what my options were, I ended up pleading guilty to a misdemeanor. And um, so. But th like, this doesn't happen if you weren't leading a movement. No, you no. Were, because that, two weeks after that was one of the, the early on for some of the people they rounded up. Right, they they had to make an example of you. They That's did. what they were trying to do. Well, yeah, and it's not even speculation. I mean, they 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 said that you know in the thirty page sentencing recommendation that they wrote for my misdemeanor charge. You know, they said it was very important that someone like me uh, be taught a, a deterrence because <laughs> I have influence, and you know, when I'm there, I'm encouraging the crowd and my encouragement. You know what I mean? It was like, even though they had. Like you know, entered the building. I think over an hour before I got there, somehow it was all my fault, just because I was breathing and standing on the grounds. Then you told us off the air. You're still on probation. I'm on probation until 2025. There's no ankle. You're in town, and there's no ankle bracelet though. So that's the, that's, that's good. That's a good step. The ankle bracelet cut ankle it off. Monitor did you? Is gone. No, I really did have one though. <laughs> no, I did not. Uh, no, I really did have one. I got sentenced uh, among other many other things. I was sentenced to house arrest for three months. Um, last year, so I did have an ankle monitor, uh, and now I'm a free man, sort of. But you wow. can relate to the other January 6th people, you know, various charges or whatever. Are they going to be represented at all, or is anybody going to talk about them at, at uh, WACACON this yeah. weekend? So on the last day of it, so it's a three-day weekend. Friday is our big event with all those speakers and kind of a, a, a showcase stage show of five years of walk away and, and talking about the movement. But then on Saturday, we're doing a Patriot rally uh, down the street from, from Mar-a-Lago, which is free for anyone to attend. We're doing a comedy roast Saturday night. Sunday, we're doing a brunch with Carrie Lake as our keynote speaker. And then right after Carrie Lake's brunch, we're doing a panel that we're calling the true stories of January 6th, the prosecuted speak, which is um, going to be January 6th defendants and their families awesome. that telling okay, great. stories. For many of them, the first time they can tell their stories, I'm sure. All right, right. Not well, everybody gets press. Well, and, and the first time for many people to hear the truth about yeah. January 6th. I mean, even the right-wing media is not really covering it very much. So. Well, goodness, that's that's, a wonderful. lot of media is going to be there. But uh, for tickets, it's uh, Walk-A-Con. Uh, Hilton Palm Beach Airport, uh, this weekend coming up, Friday night it kicks off? Friday night is the big night, so if there's only one day you can go, I highly recommend going on Friday. That's going to be our big event. And, um, you know, of course, we have the roast Saturday night and Carrie Lake brunch on Sunday. But all tickets can be purchased at walkawayanniversary.com. That's it's the fifth anniversary of Walkaway, so walkawayanniversary.com. And if they use promo code AMERICA, We'll give them 50% off of That's all awesome. tickets. We love a deal. And it's yes. already cheap, by the way. It's already very cheap. It's a big event. Congrats on putting it together pretty yeah. quickly. That's a big speaker's you. list. Thank you.
Appreciate nice it. job. Come Thank visit you. us again. Yeah, we'd love to have oh, you. Anytime. I'd love to. We'd love to have you in here. Thank you. It was nice. Move here. Everybody nice. else is. Yeah. I should. Jeff Bezos I'll just put another place. my probation right over here. <laughs> That's be, right, too. But well, we got to clear that up first. So. <laughs> Why don't you get rid of that ankle brace? We'll, we'll, we'll work things out. Right. <laughs> right. Good. Welcome in. Congrats. We'll see you soon. Thanks so much. Thanks again. Thank you. The East South Florida Morning Show. Let's get rapid fire coming in after the break. Traffic and weather together first. What's going on there? Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 WFTL. One more Rapid Fire today. A lot happened over the weekend, though, including, including. sadly, Diener's update on the Friday football picks. Oh, God, I forgot what teams I picked. I do know we won the Dolphins game. Sorry, Whoa, sorry, Diener. Boy. You but, guys won. I lost. <laughs> but for news, Jen's got the first one. Uh, this is not good for anybody because according to the Detroit Free Press, I and I, I put that in quotes, I have no idea how free their press is, but they reportedly got their hands on a copy of the settlement between Ford and the United Auto Workers. According to this report, Ford is going to pay $53 million <laughs> to the UAW for lost wages alone. So they're on paying them. On top of the new salary? On wow. top of the new salary. They're paying them for the wages that they lost during the strike. It amounts to about $110 per day per striker. Okay, so. New cars are going to be probably double. Trouble. So that's just that. <laughs> I didn't realize they had to pay for their lost wages. That's crazy. And that's just Ford. That's not the other I, two. I didn't, would, would we have found this out if they didn't reveal that? Because no. it's a private company. Yeah. So it's apparently, according to the Detroit well, Free Press, they get their hands on the settlement. I say private company. I know it's publicly held with yeah. shares, but I mean, still. Wow. Uh, believe that. Scary. Get oh, ready. boy. Uh, <laughs> the, the man from Mar-a-Lago will be in court today. Set to testify at a civil trial in New York, which means we don't get any audio from that, but we'll get a echoey courtroom lobby press conference before and after. It's like I'm he's sure. in a rotunda. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? He'll be asked about his wealth and his business dealings under oath. Letitia James accusing Trump of inflating his net worth so the Trump organization could obtain more favorable loans. Which Oh, please. Even that description is a bunch of crap. But... We'll see how he does. They did drop uh, Ivanka Trump from this oh, whole did? this whole questioning, though. So that was the latest development in that. But we'll see what he says. It's other kids testified. Mm-hmm. Isn't it funny too, though? We you know we learn about how people are targeted. Just talking to Brandon Straka there, how yeah. he was targeted after January sixth. Imagine yeah. what they do to Trump, oh. which is what we see with all these lawsuits. He so. is the target. Yeah, exactly. That's right. That's it. The main target. Well, guys, are you ready for some pick review? This is my only story on Rapid Fire, and I'll throw it to you guys to finish it off. Let's go. Yep. All right. Well, let me go ahead and do this first. I gotta, let me switch this up here. There we go. Okay. Ah, oh, high production value. That's right. I've got new buttons over here. I've got to tell you. Oh, what? You do? Yeah. What do you mean? I can mix things up now. I can play different sound. It's pretty wild. What? what I've, got, you... I've got, like, hockeys. When oh, did you man. do this? <laughs> Recently, after four what? years, I realized I could do this. Oh, oh so they're, not, they're new to you. They're new to me. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> okay, we thought you got like a new production board over no, there. No, no, and didn't no. tell us. Old okay. technology, new information. <laughs> so here we go. The recap of our Friday football picks. Major, major movement. Our first game, Alabama against LSU. We all won. That was, we had the two college games that we picked Alabama LSU and Washington against USC were two of the best games of the year on Saturday night I didn't forget who I picked Alabama right we all had Alabama okay. it was a back and forth offensive shootout between Alabama and LSU and Bama came out on top they boy they got a star in Jalen Milrow this kid's got a personality they're rounding into form yeah they are you're right he's a, he's a future TV star this kid Jalen Milrow I'm telling you 
But and so, he's the quarterback for USC for, for Alabama. 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 Right, another so, one. We all won that one, but the quarterback for USC lost. Caleb Williams, USC, again another offensive shootout, losing to Washington at home. I think it was forty-five to forty-two or something. Highlight really? Two, let me tell you something. <clears throat> now that the Pats are in the market for a high draft pick, right? <laughs> I don't like this Caleb Williams. Really? There's something going on with his head. It's You're something wrong. Did see him breaking down in tears with his family and after the game? And the, no. Yeah. no I, did it, I don't like him. A quarterback broke down in tears at what he lost? Jumped up into the stands because uh, he knows that's basically the end of any type of significant reward at the end of the season for That's him. why I, he was crying. Yeah. Something wrong with him. I, he's, so very, he's, he's an emotional guy. Paints his fingernails. Lost. He does. Cried in his mom's arms after the game. It was no. pretty wild. No. So it He's was a mama's boy, I guess. So, okay. <laughs> would you rather have Michael Penix Jr. then? Maybe. He looked pretty good. Throws a lot of picks. Yeah. He? He's the quarterback for Washington. I can see the headlines too. First year as a rookie in the NFL. First headline: Michael Picks Jr. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> well, he might be the Heisman Trophy winner too. Yeah. So we'll see. But two phenomenal games. Jen had Washington. She won. Her Michael Penix Jr. won. Bill and I, I did? had Caleb Williams in USC, and we lost. What a bum. So there's that. Send him to the CFL. <laughs> I didn't even remember picking Washington. I don't even know why I picked. Oh, because I don't like USC. That was it. Okay. And you won. In the college, I'm sorry, in the NFL, the Dolphins and the Chiefs. Dolphins aren't ready yet, guys. I'm sorry to say it. And it pains me to say. But look, they they lost another big game to a really good team. yet. I know, but it's the first half of the season. And they just, they've lost yeah. their three big games. Second half of the season, hopefully they can find their rhythm and win the other big games that they have on their schedule, which I think they're going to be a lot more competitive in those, but they, they lose to the Chiefs in Germany. Great defense. The best that defense has looked all Played season good. long. Yes. Unfortunately, offense couldn't get it done, and they came back. They're down 21-0, but they couldn't come all the way back at the end. It was uh, just a frustrating loss. I'm sorry. So We'll see what happens in the second half. They still have a very good well, team. Well, we know you lost that one then, so yes. continue. You and Bill won. You can <laughs> and continue. Bills and Bengals. This was a big one. The oh, Bengals geez. beat the Bills. So the Dolphins. Oh, I won! Duh, you did. We all did, actually. We all had the Bengals. And the Dolphins are still in first in the AFC East for any Dolphins fans who are wondering because the Bills lost that game. So Bills are five and four. Five and four, wow. the Bills. The Dolphins six and three in first there. And then the wild card. Oh. Jen had the Eagles over the Cowboys. And that was probably the best game of the weekend, maybe. Did in the they NFL. win? They I did. took that because they did. The Cowboys fell four oh. yards short of winning the game at the no. end. Oh. And Bill and I had FAU, the foul owl. I'm a foul owl now. They lost to UAB, 45 to 42. No. So if you're keeping score at home, ladies and gentlemen, that means I went back to form with a record of two and three. Bill with a record of three and two. And for the first time ever, we have someone who has gone five and zero oh twice this season. Jen has done it again. You are pulling away. There's no, we can't. I think we're on a runway. The we can't catch is, up to it. It's basically just to see who comes in second at this point between me and Bill. No, because <laughs> I could lose like every game and you guys could win. Ridiculous. That's not true. You are now 35 and 13. I'm 28 and 22 and Bill is 26 and 24. I'm sorry. You are destroying us. I, 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 it's not that I'm trying to, guys. I'm sorry. It just happens. One time I try to pull for FAU. <laughs> you bums. So sorry. My God. So that's where we're at right now. Back to rapid fire. I don't want to talk after that because I'm afraid you're going to kill me. We're running out of time. Okay. Uh, A quick poll. Uh, Don't. It basically comes down to one in ten of people don't ever say touch anything on my plate. 
They hate sharing their food. The things they hate to share don't ever get next to my plate, ever. Fries, pizza, ice cream, and chocolate. Fries number one? Yep, fries yeah. number one. I'll stab you if you get near my fries. I'm, all, I'm good with all three of those, yeah. Okay. That drives me crazy. It's like, I'll order you your own. Yeah, yeah right. so, no problem. But it <laughs> tastes better my off, food. Tastes better off your plate. That's what I hear. Go ahead. You taste it one more time. I'm going to stab you. Well, let me ask you this then. <laughs> Is it, here's a restaurant trend that's grown rapidly over the last ten years. This whole tapas thing of sharing oh, no. food. No, 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 no. I cannot stand it. The first time I ever went, I didn't know it was a share your food kind of situation. Oh. I'm like, what the hell are you grabbing my bowl for? <laughs> can't do it. Won't do it. Nope. I can't stand yeah. it. I mean, you both fully Keep out. Keep your on hands it. away from my food. Yeah, it's I'm, mine. I'm with you. All right, real quick. Uh, is this going to be the last one, Diener? Yeah, yeah, you're good. Finish, finish us <laughs> off, Bill. Five Night at Freddy's remains number one of the box office. Ooh. This thing is making all kinds of money. It wasn't expensive to make. It took in another almost 20 million bucks. That's, I am shocked by this. Now, I really what's am. even more shocking is Taylor Swift's number two, and it's I been know. like three months. <laughs> it's like, come on. It's probably a, a, a billionaire again. Again, it's craziness. <laughs> craziness. Oh, All right, them. coming up next, somebody left their yacht in Delray Beach. What are you doing? I, t- I it was, tried. It was washed up on the shore. <laughs> Jeez, <big laughs> boat. We got that and some other headlines coming up next. The East South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. And thanks for doing that. As always, the East South Florida Morning Show. There's Jen. Is Diener, I'm Bill. You can hear our uh, interview with Brandon Straka from the Walkaway Movement and Walkathon coming up in West Palm Beach this weekend. That's uh, that'll be on the uh, on the blog and the morning show. But it'll be on there. Whatever. Eight fifty WFTL.com. That's awesome. It was pretty cool because it was funny. We were sitting here just guessing among ourselves, and we said, oh, we hopefully Brandon Straka will remember to call us." And all of a sudden, this guy comes walking in the studio. I'm like, "You look awfully familiar." Would have been funny if he walked in and went, call you. <laughs> I'll do you one better. No, yeah. that was great. It was great. It's so going to be a big event. He's got a massive speakers list for this thing. There's a lot of, uh, in the political world, there's a lot coming to town this week. You know, it's all of these conventions now, since Trump got the White House, uh, all of these conventions now happen here. I know. All well, of them. And they're right up the street from Mar-a-Lago. Right. And they're all at the Palm Beach Airport Hilton. A lot or the of them convention are. center or the convention center, yeah. right? So they're all they're all within like a stone's throw of right. Mar-a-Lago. A little Interesting. bit, a little bit further south this weekend, we had a different kind of issue. Jen left her yacht <laughs> marooned on Delray Beach. Sure. A ninety-two foot luxury yacht. Yeah, that would be mine, worth uh, several million dollars. Some say it's worth between ten and fifteen million. That's what they're saying. I don't know. It's boats are very expensive. But it, it apparently lost power and it beached itself. It wasn't by choice uh, on Delray Beach on Friday. And, and you it took said a couple of days for him to get rid of the thing. Well, it was interesting because they're not saying who owns the boat. The, the captain on board is this guy, Larry Atchison. He was the one that was talking about how they had a recovery. He said, you know, when a boat loses power and you can't steer it, first got to worry about clearing the beach where it's coming ashore. Mm. So I don't know how they do that. I guess they get radio ahead and, and, and local officials help them out. So they beach it. He goes, then you got to worry about getting the diesel off of it. You got to worry about getting the boat out. You got to worry about this, that, and the other. I'm like, wow, there's a lot to worry about. Plus, you got to get the people on board yeah, off know. safely. So I, I didn't think about the yeah, diesel lo- part of it. That's a lot right. of stuff. Yeah. So it took him th- a couple of days. I thought the funniest part about it, and, and there's nothing funny about this, but I was shocked to know that there is a company called Tow, tow Boat R Us out of Fort Lauderdale. So we're going to tow your boat out. And they did. It took them a couple of days, but they got it loose yesterday. So how does that happen? The Viking 92's engines locked up and a generator malfunctioned in high winds. It just wound up in the sand. So you just get pushed. What? Fortunately, I mean, it could have. What if it went the other way? I mean, what if like the, you know, the, the tides took it out to sea instead of in? 
Well, at least you're stuck in a yacht and not a log. <laughs> but what, you know, the, my biggest fear is, okay, here I am, uh, a yacht that's adrift in the middle of the ocean. Right. What if it starts taking on water? I mean, then you got to uh, worry about that kind of stuff. And they actually did say, people that our news partner, Channel 5, talked to, they said this thing, sit even just like stuck marooned in the sand, was taking a beating because of the waves. And it could do a lot of damage, so that was the concern. So they weren't concerned about, like, beach damage. They were concerned about the boat damage. Let's worry about the boat. Well, it's right over here somewhere at some uh, marina here in Riviera Beach being repaired. So Hmm. I guess if you get asked how much it costs to repair it, uh, you shouldn't have a 92-foot boat. Jeez, how sad is that? Let's go out of my boat and you get beached. (laughs) Jeez. See, that would be my luck. I'd finally get on a really nice yacht, and it would get beached. Is that really like some people are saying estimation fifteen to sixteen million dollars accurate for the boat? Really? Yeah, boats aren't cheap. Well, I maybe know it's that. cheaper now that it's been previously enjoyed and marooned. <laughs> <laughs> some, some minor paint damage. I don't know. Yeah, do they have like you know a Carfax? Do they had a do they have a boat fax? I don't know, but I bet you they do. I bet you're probably that right. That kind of money. Oh yeah. Yeah, that kind of money. You're right. Anyway, uh, good luck with the boat, and thank you so very much for being here. Uh, we're out of time, right? We gotta go. We gotta go. We'll There's be back. no more. We gotta be back. We'll be back tomorrow at six. Maybe we hope to see you then. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.